Hey, hey, family. Welcome to the Spoiled Milk Podcast. I am one half to your dynamic duo. I am DJ. I want to say what's up to my fantastic co-host, Big Mike. What's up, man? Awesome, awesome. I, I love that intro, DJ. How's it going today? How are things? I, I, I'm doing good, man. I, you are fantastic. You are you are better than Reed Richards. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. For real. I feel like I need a blue jumpsuit with a big four on the chest. <laughs> Hey, if, arms or something. You know what? If you can get one, I I, I want to get one. Uh, I, I I used to say I'm more like Johnny, but I'm no longer uh, I'm no longer a high head. So I'm, I guess I'm more <laughs> like the thing now, right? Just okay, okay. Just a big stable, rocky guy. This <laughs> big stable, rocky guy. Oh yeah, that's, that's it. I, <laughs> I I don't know. Let's get into today's episode because we got some fun stuff going. Uh, okay. we, we're going to talk about G.I. Joe, a real American hero and the 40th anniversary. But awesome. uh, before we get into that, let's get into some news because we had a couple of different things pop up this week. Uh, not just the uh, Super Bowl trailers, which if you missed it, uh, Spoil Mill family, go back, check out our last mini episode, which, you know, mini for us is like a 40 minute episode. But exactly. uh, uh, check out our mini episode uh, for the uh, Super Bowl trailer rundown. Uh, but this week, it, it, you know, something awesome happened. Spider-Man No Way Home broke Avatar's uh, box office domestic record. Wow. And, and I got to, you know, I got to give them a round of applause. Yeah, be- me too. Be- because to have that happen during the pandemic and, yeah. uh, you know, all the other things that we've seen, that is a triumph in my opinion. What, what do you think? Oh, I, I definitely think so, especially during the pandemic, because, you know, I hadn't gone to any movies during the pandemic, and I just couldn't resist Spider-Man. And, and I mean, not not using that as so much of a crush, but just think about how, how many people went to see Avatar multiple times. Mm-hmm. And if those same people had loved Spider-Man enough to go multiple times, that probably would have broken Avatar's record. It probably would have... now. Avatar was third, right? So that probably would have taken Spider-Man to number two, <clears throat> or, or or even possibly number one. Yep. You know, if it wasn't for the pandemic. That's it. I, I agree with you because, you know, I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home with my family twice. Okay. We went to see it twice. Uh, the Avatar when it was out, I want to say we saw that like three times in the theater, and yeah. I've I've heard some people say they've seen it upwards of six and seven times wow yeah that's that's avatar and i mean to think about it if all the theaters uh were open and and we we were if it was any other type of environment or time uh it probably would have broke that box office record way into january or you know uh maybe even by the end of well that's being pretty ambitious saying the end of december but i would say beginning first couple weeks of january oh uh, yeah that it uh would have broke that box office records because i remember avatar was in the theater what was that like four or five months oh definitely it was in the theaters a long time and and I, re- I remember, you know, people that I typically didn't think liked that kind of movie, you know, didn't like sci-fi. We're talking about, hey, hey, I'm going to see Avatar or have you seen Avatar yet? And I'm thinking, wow, you know, I had no idea you even liked that kind of movie. You know, that really brought a lot of people in. People were mm-hmm. just going crazy about, I wish Pandora was a real place and I wish I could go there and everything. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you know, when you look at it, I think you made a great point. It brought in a lot of people who weren't into that stuff. And, and that's just something else as well, because there are a lot of people who don't, for whatever reason, they don't like superhero movies. Uh, they, they write them off or whatnot yeah. but for that movie to make and generate that type of uh, that, that type of income or, I'm not income but th- those type of numbers at, at this time of year and with the audiences that we have because you still have a lot of people just they don't go to theaters uh, you know they are uh, sci-fi fans and whatnot but they just don't go to theaters or anything like that so you know you're missing those people as well yeah. Uh, so you, you know, it, it is a testament and well done uh, to Spider Man because it's going to endure and it's going to be it, it's going to be around for a while. And then also, uh, you know, Avatar came out. I, I want to say it re released like a second and a third time to hit that box office number. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so those those numbers basically aren't fair to Spider Man. Then, if, if if this is multiple showings, but they could always re-release Spider-Man and, and add to those totals as well. Yeah, and, and it could. It could. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they're really going to do that. Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, 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 regardless of that, it, it is a triumph. It, it really is. Most it's definitely a triumph. A triumph. Yeah. It, it's a triumph. And uh, just being able to see that. And, and right now, I know it's a lot of debate about the streaming date and about when it's going to come out. And, and the services. Yeah, and the service is going to come out, too. I, I know a lot of that stuff is happening right now. But, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, seeing it again in my home on my 4K television. Me, too. Uh, and and Me just too. pick it apart again and watch. But it was a great movie. It was a great it was, movie. It was an awesome movie. And and i just i just know marvel has kicked themselves so many times for selling the rights to spider-man you know well, because, I, because you I'm, know I'm they've, they've 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 made some of that money back but if it wasn't for that then it, it wouldn't be all of this you know when is disney plus going to get it you know because I, mm-hmm. I heard netflix might get it then i heard hbo max might get it and Disney Plus might be far, farther down the line, but yeah, that's that's in hindsight, that's been an awful decision for them. Okay, yeah, it's it, it is it, it has been, but they really didn't have a choice back then. Uh, you know, going through bankruptcy as Marvel Comics and having to uh, sell off the movie rights for a lot of these characters. That yeah. was that was just something they had to do. They just didn't have a choice at that time. Right. They didn't have. There was no such thing as Marvel Studios. There was there was no such thing as Iron Man. Uh, you know, the only reason they got those characters because really nobody wanted to give them a decent amount for the Avengers. Yeah, nobody wanted to give them a decent amount of money for Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Those those characters, everyone were they were considering just you know passe, and nobody wanted them. Uh, so. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, of course, was their home run hitter in yeah. helping them survive bankruptcy. And then you look at X-Men. Those were like the number one and number two uh, titles out there. And then the Fantastic Four, which X-Men and the Fantastic Four went to Fox. So it's good to see that they have those properties back and that they're helping uh, Sony make good Spider-Man movies. Because Right. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, other than the Sam, the first couple of Sam Raimi movies, uh, when they start getting involved in Spider-Man three, and then Amazing Spider-Man, and then Amazing Spider-Man two, th- those movies just did not live up to the hype that they needed to. 
and adding yeah. Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe proper was the way to go. But long story short, good job, uh, Spider-Man No Way yeah, Home. Very good job. Yeah, fantastic. Just great job all around. Uh, and th- that kind of brings us to our next point of news. We're talking about streaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah going to a little bit of Netflix news. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4 is debuting May 27th. And it looks like season four is going to be split into two volumes. Volume one is coming out May 27th of this year. And then volume two will debut on July 1st. Uh, Now, I know you and I kind of talked a little bit about Stranger Things. Uh, uh, I know you you didn't really watch it after season one. But did did you like it? Did you like season one? Yeah, I actually liked season one a lot. And... And um, I'm not sure about you. I'm, I'm assuming you'll probably say the same. It's like there's just only so much time to watch everything that I would like to see. And, you know, I liked season one of Stranger Things. I was saying, man, I can't wait to get into season two. And as soon as I said that, something else caught my attention. And it seems like sometimes I get like a, like a little kid running through Toys R Us. And I know I'm, I'm dating myself because Toys R Us is now bankrupt before the older spoiled milk family you can you can understand what i'm saying when you're walking through aisles and aisles and aisles of toys and bikes and go-karts and everything oh yeah and you all all about this lego set and then you look to your right and there's that gi joe hovercraft and now i'm in love with the hovercraft so you know i had meant to get back to stranger things season two and i definitely want to get back into it but i just got sidetracked let's say i got sidetracked for two years now I'm going to look to see what I've been missing with Stranger Things. Well, it's it's great. It is. I, I am I am a big fan of Stranger Things. I mean, of course, no no series is perfect. Uh, but for me, as an '80s kid who grew oh, yeah. up during that time, it is like nostalgia all over the place. And you'll really like it because each season is almost devoted to a different area of your childhood, right? Okay. So I, I believe, uh, and you know, ho- hopefully the spoiled milk fam won't, won't get this, won't, won't get upset if I get this a little bit wrong. But like, season one is like devoted to like uh, Halloween slash. I'm sorry, it's devoted to like Christmas. That's that's okay. a lot of the thing. And then I think the second season is Halloween, and then the third season is like a mix between summer vacation and whatnot. Uh, so it, you you feel that bit of nostalgia uh, as these characters are going through some other things around okay. the time that you know the the uh, the uh, you know the monsters and whatnot are are making their moves. The, the characters are going through some other things, and it, you know for me it's that bit of nostalgia that they hit just right every season. Okay, and it it really brings that show forward. So I I, I appreciate the show. Uh, it, it's it's a great show. It's I mean I I can't say um, enough about it. However, one thing I am worried about, and, and I know the season five, I believe they said season five is going to be last season. But when you get a show like this with young actors and actresses, they kind of grow out of their roles, or they 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 look a lot older yeah. than what they did the previous season. And you kind of see that in the show. I believe between season two and season three, there's a couple growth spurts. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and you know they kind of go through that weird gangly phase. You know how it is, where oh yeah, your shirts don't fit right, your clothes don't 
don't just don't fit right. They kind of go through that phase, and then the latter part of season three, you start to see them grow a little bit. Their voices are getting a little deeper. Uh, okay. But but it's a great show. It's a great show. Okay, well definitely, I would, I would, I would love to love to jump back into it. I'd love to jump back into that one. Yeah, you you should, man. And you know what? What we what we probably should do? We should just do an episode on Stranger Things at some point. Okay. Uh, just kind of breaking it down, going through it. Maybe what we'll do is, uh, if you're you're up to it, I don't know. Uh, you know, everybody kind of gets to look at our thought process now, right? Okay. Maybe, maybe what we'll do is when you get when you get ready to go back into it for our spoiled family who hasn't caught up. Maybe we'll start again and we'll go season by season. Right, we'll kind of go through it and kind of break it down. Uh, I'm I'm always up for rewatching it just because I like it that much, uh, and and it's a couple of things in there that I didn't like, but I would be willing to revisit that, and maybe I'll like it or like it the second go around. I don't know. Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. I'm I'm, I'm definitely up for that. Um, I like to to kind of kind of revisit some things. I recently got back into Supernatural. So, so I'm all into revisiting past things. Awesome. The Winchesters, the Winchesters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam and Dean are like family, and it was on like like meeting some cousins I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, how, I, I started how, back on season one a couple nights ago. How, how long did that show go? Fifteen seasons. Fifteen. Wow. Fifteen seasons. Yeah, which is unheard of nowadays. I mean, except for the Simpsons, the Simpsons run is just stupid. But yeah, fifteen seasons is, is just about as long as anything has ever run. Yeah, yeah. I uh I I you know, the Simpsons will probably outlast us all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it it may outlast us all. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons will, will probably be on yeah, some some kind of futuristic monitor one day or something, and they like this show started back in the nineteen eighties and they like 1980s. That's so far in the past. That's that's ridiculous to even talk about. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to predict. It's going to predict everything for the next 50 years. So yeah, that, yeah. that's what it's going to be on. It just it just is the juggernaut that will <laughs> it will not stop. Bart Simpson has been 13 years old since I was 13 years oh, old. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bart is in his mid 40s now, easily. Yeah, you know what? Actually, Bart Simpson has been 13 years old since I was 11 years old. Okay. That's how long this show has been out. <laughs> I was, I, oh my goodness, I have outaged Bart Simpson. That is, I, that is a shame. It, it is, uh, <laughs> it is, it is crazy. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's okay. let's get to our main topic today. Main topic. Oh man, and you you know what you know what the topic is. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, Joe. And knowing is half the battle. That's it. Knowing is half the battle. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Learned so many great life lessons on that little, that that little three three minute thing right before the episode went off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was, you know, that was that that was uh, what taught me how to tread water while you're swimming. Yeah. To to drop to stop drop and roll when stop there's a fire. Oh that's, yeah. That's right. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. That was a good one. And I remember one one I think it was about preventing forest fires and one was about um it could have been one to talk kids how to do the homelick maneuver or that might have been Batman yep. and Robin. I can't remember. Yeah. No no that was it. That was G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just an awesome, awesome show. But we're we're talking about the GI Joe because this is the 40th anniversary of GI Joe. 40th anniversary. A real American hero. Now, GI Joe has been around from the Hasbro Corporation since uh, way in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, and GI Joe was created uh, for an option of uh, boys' toys. In answer to uh, girls having Barbie and Malibu Barbie and Barbie's Dream House and all this stuff, and and GI Joe, uh, with, that was the inception of GI Joe, creating you know. uh, a highly articulated uh, uh, action figure. Don't say doll. I yeah. will hunt you down. I will hunt it's you an down. It's an action figure. Dolls don't have kung fu kung fu grip and swivel arm battle grip either that there you go yeah. there you go so <laughs> so looking at this uh you know that was the answer gi joe and around the 70s uh and around the time of the vietnam war gi joe fell out of uh, favor with most of the populace kids uh, parents were not buying their kids gi joe toys they end up having to change the uh the uh tagline uh to the action team so you, you saw G.I. Joe uh, fighting less battles and going more to like solve, you know, lunar incidents and going down into the sea for deep sea rescues. Those those were the action figures and the toys they made. And even that began to wane at a certain point in time. So what they did is they came up with this uh, a great spin on G.I. Joe, a real American hero where G.I. Joe was not just one person. But he was a special mission force, right? Which was brought together in order to fight a terrorist organization. And we owe a lot of that to uh, the the guy who wrote a lot of the uh, well, I would say all the GI Joe uh, comics from the eighties. That's Larry Hama, and right. uh, Larry Hama wrote all of the comic books. And if you don't, if you haven't read a lot of those comic books, uh, they start off, uh, you know. Of course, they start with issue number one, but you can find them in uh, Comicsology. Uh, if you're a Comicsology member and you subscribe, you can uh, download those uh, part of, as part of your subscription and then read those. I think I'm on like the fourth or fifth volume. I started reading it again and uh, going through all those comic books. And it's just a great point of nostalgia, those comic books. It's an awesome point of nostalgia, definitely. And right, and, and around the time of G.I. Joe, the real American hero, it became, like you were saying, basically like an all-star team of, of different members of the armed forces. Mm -hmm. so you had Army, you had Navy, Air Force, Marines, and they even had a couple, at least one guy, Cutter, who drove the hovercraft. He was the Coast Guard officer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was so big in the, in, in the G.I. Joe as a kid, from the cartoons to the action figures to the vehicles. I would even clip the little the, the little file card off mm -hmm. the back, and I had this little box, and I saved all my file cards, and I would go in and 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 I would read their primary military specialty, the secondary military specialty, the real names in the hometown, and 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 after reading them for for so long, it was crazy how I memorized some of those, and I remember to to, to this day that Spirit, he was the tracker, he was mm -hmm. from. New Mexico and his real name is Charlie Iron Knife and of all the stuff I've forgotten over the years I remember the real names of probably five or six G.I. Joe officers and, and, and their hometowns so yeah wow. that was a huge part of my childhood I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan 
Okay. All right. Awesome. So, so let me ask you this: Who is your favorite GI Joe? Oh wow, that's a, that's a deep one. I would probably have to give my favorite three because because this podcast would be too long for me to think of my very favorite. Okay. All right. But um, I'll say my top three, and if you ask me again in two hours, I might pick a different top three. But Roadblock was my favorite. I was I I was a big big Roadblock fan. Roadblock is the machine gunner. Also known as what's Roblox name? Marvin Hinton. He's from somewhere in Mississippi. I can't remember. Okay. Exactly. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was a big fan of Spirit. Also, I also I, I, the previously mentioned Charlie Iron Knife. He was the tracker. He had a cool rifle. It didn't shoot bullets. It shot some kind of looked, looked like some mini arrows with like some sort of spike on it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Quick Kick. This was when I was big into martial arts. This is, I probably discovered Quick Kick around the time I discovered Bruce Lee VHS tapes downtown. Okay. And, okay. Um, Quick Kick's name is MacArthur Ito. He was a stuntman and he was from Los Angeles. <laughs> Look at you, 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 sir, are impressive. <laughs> That is that is impressive. Family, we we, spoiled milk family. We did not rehearse that at all. So don't think that we went. No, we didn't rehearse that at all. No, those are the top is here. Don't ask me for any names. I have none. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know any of the names. I know. I know Alpine's name because Alpine is my favorite GI Joe. Alpine is awesome. And his name is it's Albert Pine. So his name, yeah. his, his code name is Alpine, but his real name is Albert Pine. So that makes it easy. And I know Duke Conrad Hauser. So oh, I got are. I got Duke and I got Alpine. That was about it. Uh, but yeah, my favorites are Alpine, uh, definitely Roadblock. And I used to I used to love when Alpine and uh, Bazooka would be paired together. Oh, they were those, awesome, man! That yeah. those those were some great moments, some great times. Uh, you know, Roadblock is definitely one of my favorite. Uh, just because he would go into battle rhyming. Yeah. But you know, uh, I think was it GI Joe the movie where he's uh oh man was he carrying Cobra Commander? I think he might be carrying yeah. Cobra Commander. He was carrying Cobra Commander. He lost his vision, and Cobra Commander was the eyes, and Roadblock was the body. That that was it, and 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 he said something to Cobra Commander like. Uh, something, something. There's no doubt. I'll turn your eyeballs inside out. I thought that was the that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, man, that is the way you put somebody in check. That's that's yeah. how you do it. But that was man. GI Joe has always been awesome. Now, do you? I'm just gonna throw this out here. Do you have a favorite episode from the cartoon series uh, that you really really enjoy? Okay. Um, yeah, it was so many. I, re- I I used to like when they would do those five-part miniseries, and I would rush home and jump off the bus and and uh, try to make sure I had appeared to have done, and I stressed that family, appeared to have done enough homework to be allowed to get in front of the TV, and uh, I would rush home, and I remember it was one in the first series when they, they had the mask device. Okay, mm-hmm. so... So a brief brief synopsis, Cobra came up with a mass device. It was basically a transporter from Star from Star Trek fame, but it was this huge device. It, it ran off three three ridiculously hard to find elements. Yes, it, it was lava. It was heavy water, and the third one I can't remember. 
but it was a it was an episode where they had to go to the bottom of the sea. Torpedo was leading the GI Joe team versus Cobra, mm-hmm. and they had to go and get this heavy water, and the heavy water was guarded by tube worms. And then they were battling each other. Cobra and GI Joe were battling each other hard, and I guess they woke the tube worms up. So the tube worms started attacking both GI yep. Joe and Cobra. And I remember it was Baroness or Torpedo One basically said, "Hey, you know these two worms are our common enemy. Let's team up to fight them, and then we'll battle for this heavy water." Yeah. So they teamed up. They defeated the two worms, and that two worms. And at the end, they both agreed that they would both get heavy water and leave. And I thought that was cool, and that was a very good life lesson that the enemy of my enemy is my ally, mm-hmm. and to basically team up because we have a common interest. I thought that was a very good life lesson for little kids in the in the mid eighties. Yeah, yeah, and, and you my know, favorite episodes. And you know what, the Cobra. Let's let's give it to Cobra, right? Because Cobra, I don't know who was in their R and D department, research and development. But oh yeah, they came up with some really awesome stuff. Which if they, you know, the problem with Cobra is this. Let me let me just put it out there. The problem with Cobra is this: they would actually win. If they would just stop announcing what they were going to do. Exactly. If they would just stop, because Cobra Commander was good for going on TV. World leaders, if you don't such and such and such and such and blah, 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 then I'm going to take over the world. Like, why would you tell them this? Just just make the Eiffel Tower disappear. And then say, look, y'all want it back? Give me some money. You want it back? Do this. Or make something small disappear, right? Like right. you don't have to disappear the entire Eiffel Tower. Just, right. just, just disappear some senator's house. That's exactly. it. Nobody's exactly. gonna know that. And then just say, yeah, I did that. Now, yeah. if you, you know, if y'all don't meet my demands, I'm gonna make something else disappear. The White House, the Capitol building, yeah. you know, anything. That and if they did that, they would succeed every time. But no, he gets on TV. Nah, I want y'all to understand it was me. I want everybody to know it was me. <laughs> like, man, what's wrong with you? And and to me, that's like the biggest difference between Cobra on the television show and then uh Cobra in the comic books. In the comic books, they're more like a corporation. Right, yeah, more calculated. Yeah, they're more calculated. They're more like, okay, we playing the long game. We playing the pol- political game. Uh, w- you know, yeah, we're we're an undercover age, uh, undercover terrorist group. We don't want everyone to know we're ter- terrorists. That's why you have Tomax and Zaymont. They're they're yeah. like the political public business face of exactly. Cobra. That's what they're supposed to do. But, you know, the comic book runs more in line with that, where they're like, okay, we're, we're a little more undercover. We don't do everything outright. Uh, but they would succeed if they just didn't blab everything to everyone. I, I, I totally agree. And, and uh, they, they had so many episodes to show that they were this close to succeeding and then Cobra Commander would make some bonehead decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and they didn't really trust each other. I often said as a kid, if Destro was in charge, they, they probably would have beat G.I. Joe. <laughs> Destro was this crazy weapons weapons expert who had a had a had a strange uh, chrome face mask, but his lips still could move un- under his chrome face mask, and that used to always puzzle me as a as a little kid how that worked. But yeah, Destro but that was, was cool. <laughs> that that was uh I think they like retconned it. it was like a certain type of metal 
or something like that that was malleable and moved with the human skin or whatever but then they changed it to like nanobikes as mm-hmm. you move forward it's like all type of things they've retconned for okay. uh destro's mask uh that's just that's just kind of what they do but i mean you got to kind of suspend belief a little oh, bit you have to. yeah uh because there's a lot of stuff you just especially when you can kind of get to gi joe the movie which i got a couple bones to pick with gi joe the movie even though i, I love, love the gi joe the movie definitely i love it i love okay. it don't get me wrong but you know one of my favorite gi joes and i think he's everybody's he's up there he's in he's at least in everybody's top five Okay. Is Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, most definitely. Snake Eyes, Ultimate Ninja, the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, you can drop Snake Eyes behind enemy lines, and you know he'll do whatever he needs to do, get it done, right? So going into GI Joe the movie, I'm like, okay, you know, none of these dudes can can stand up to Snake Eyes. So they they follow after uh, Cobra Commander and Serpentor and everybody else. After they tried to take over the BET, the broadcast energy transmitter. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then they, they go into the Himalayas and they go into the mountains. And Cobra uh, takes refuge with Cobra La. And the oh, yeah. G.I. Joes are right behind them. And I'm like, okay, here we go. You got Quick Kick. You got Snake Eyes. You got Roadblock. You got all these people here, right? You got everybody. Everybody's here. We, we ready to go. The weak link was Snow Job. Because nobody likes Snow Job. He's, nobody likes Snow Job. No, nobody likes Snow Job. He's no. horrible. He's a horrible GI Joe. Nobody likes him, <laughs> right? So he's he's the weakest link, but everybody else, top tier. We ready to go. Let's rock and roll. Let's they, do this. Man, they go up there to, to fight Cobra La. Quick kick tries to kick one to Cobra La. So not even, it's not Nemesis enforcing nobody. Just a regular, just no name Cobra La soldier. Grab, kick, kick, quick kick by the foot. Just picks him up and just awesome. slings yeah. slings him into a trick a tree. I'm just like, what what's going on here? Snake eyes. Instead of pulling out his sword, he pulled out the little laser pistol. He tried to shoot the shoot the Cobra Lot soldier, and then they just backhand Snake eyes. I'm like, what's what, wait wait a minute? What's going on here? I'm like, this wait a minute. This can't be. And mm-hmm. and I'm just I you know that is my only gripe with GI Joe's movie that and that they didn't commit to cult killing dude. Because I thought they should have killed Duke. I like no, Duke. Not, yeah, not it, kill off Duke. Yeah, and look, I <laughs> I can tell you why they didn't kill off Duke. Because Hasbro is the same company that made the ridiculous decision to kill off Optimus Prime, <laughs> and with the back, backlash that they faced, probably one or two years earlier, they like, yeah, we're not gonna make this mistake again. We'll never, we'll never make this mistake again. So yeah, so to. To have Duke critically injured, but then at the end, they they let them know over the radio that Duke is going to be okay. <laughs> that was to make up for, yeah, my bad. We shouldn't have killed Prime off last year. Yeah, yeah I mean, they have a point because I remember, and we've mentioned this on previous podcasts. I remember kids crying. I remember it was a kid named, uh, his name was Gerald something. And we were in. Uh, we, Go we ahead and to, put Gerald on blast. Yeah, I, yeah, blast. I, 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 I'm not gonna give our last name, but Gerald was out. <laughs> Gerald was crying. I'm like, man, what's wrong with you? They killed Optimus Prime. They killed Prime. <laughs> I was like, man, come on, man. And, and I guess I was a pretty hardcore kid back then because I, I, I had to be like seven to eight years old when that movie came out. Maybe not even that because it came out, what, what was it, 84, 85? That movie came it out? It was 85 or 6, yeah. Okay, so I was like seven to eight. 
And I okay. had to be pretty rough because I was like, man, they killed. I was like, okay. And Gerald was just losing it. Gerald was, I, I can't. Oh, my goodness. They killed Prime. I can't believe they killed Prime. So, you know, I, they, they didn't want to kill Duke. But, you know. You the, couldn't the, kill Duke one year later and still expect, expect these kids to love you. But that messed up somebody because somebody out there believing that you could take a snake to the heart yeah, well, <laughs> and survive. Good point. Good point. But it was so much stuff in there. My my biggest problem with it, which isn't necessarily a problem, mm-hmm. but the GI Joe universe up until that movie was a hundred percent centered in reality, or at least nineteen eighties reality. Okay. You know, it was it was centered around Rambo, and it was centered around whatever time Chuck Norris saved the world, and Arnold Schwarzenegger saved the world. And then you're going to bring in these supernatural creatures. You know, <laughs> Galobulus was half man, half snake, voiced by the awesome Burgess. Burgess Meredith. Meredith. That's yeah, right. Also known as Rocky's trainer. And um, they had Nemesis and Forza who could fly. He couldn't talk, but he could fly. And he yeah. couldn't be stopped. So it's like, wow, you know, we're going to bring all these supernatural soldiers in. And that was nothing even hinted to up until then that was kind of jarring but I, I thought they were awesome these snake people they were they were awesome and I think one of the things that in hindsight I kind of look back at they they they, they had to kind of weaken snake eyes and quick kick and some of the existing characters so they could really make Falcon shine and Sergeant Slaughter because that that movie was basically Sergeant Slaughter's movie I mean he was the he was the baddest, toughest Joe there was, and Lieutenant Falcon, voiced by my boy Don Johnson. That's right. Also known as Sonny Crockett from Miami Vice fame. That's it. And in the mid-80s, you couldn't be bigger than Don Johnson, so they had to bring him in. Yeah. Yeah, so Don, Don Johnson in the 80s was probably just as big as Dwayne Johnson is right now. I don't know. That could be a that could be a debate for another time. But that's debatable. That's debatable. But those two had to shine. They had to let Lieutenant Falcon and and uh, Sergeant Slaughter shine. So we're gonna have to kind of push Quick Kick and Snake Eyes and everybody that y'all loved up until this point kind of to the back. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? One other thing, like, cause I love GI Joe movie. I've watched it multiple times. And for those of you who maybe you've never watched GI Joe. Uh, you can find all the episodes uh, for the first series, for the Real American Hero series we're mentioning right now. You can find that on Tubi. All you got to do is sign up for a, an account, and you can get all that stuff for free. You got some yeah. ads and commercials and advertisements, but it, it's a small price to pay because they got a lot of 80s goodness on Tubi. It yes, is great. Like I, I got Tubi on my, uh, my uh, phone. I got it on my uh my my apple uh what do you call the thing the, the iPad apple. no not the iPad no the thing you watch TV with the oh apple. the um the, the, uh yeah the thing that thing that, the, yeah 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 the yeah, apple TV thing, thing yeah the little box TV. yeah 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 right. I got I got two B on that that's what I got the <laughs> apple thing that's it apple thing that's right. it that's it so but it's a it's a great uh app to watch but one of the things that always bothered me and and it and they kind of rectified it later on but I don't, I don't know why Hasbro did this, but we never got a Big Lob character. Like, oh, you know. Big Lob was awesome. Yeah, Big Lob was awesome. We didn't get him in the three, the three, uh, the three and three quarters O-ring version of the character. We never got him. 
which was a, a problem for me as a kid because I was trying to collect all the G.I. Joes. Oh, yeah, for uh, real. Law and Order, Chuckles, all the new ones, right? Oh, yeah. Law and Order, Chuckles, Tunnel Rat, and Jinx, Falcon, yeah. Jinx, all of them, yeah. all, all the Rawhides. Oh, That's, yeah. yeah. Those were the, the characters I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get. And they never came out with, it was two characters. They never came out with a big lob and we never got a Pythona. Okay, Pythona was cool too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and uh, Pythona and Big Lob were big in the movies because when that little training montage with um, Big Lob, when he says Big Lob makes his move, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's he and the um, Tunnel Rat are going through this obstacle course. Yeah, they definitely should have had a, had a Big Lob action figure. Yeah, I. But those are my only gripes. They're not yeah. big. They're not big gripes at all. They're like small things. But you I know, wish they're not big compared to Transformers the movie. <laughs> they kill everybody in Transformers. Yeah, it wasn't just Optimus Prime. Like they were, it was bloodlust lust in in Transformers. They kill everybody. That first scene when Megatron yeah. and Decepticons break onto the ship as it's going from uh from uh the moon base back to Earth, they eliminate uh, everybody everybody in that that scene and then you know it eventually gets to optimus prime so they just like all right we wiping out the entire toy line which which is a problem but you, yeah you, you know that's that's just one of those things how it goes right um, they, they learned their lesson and like yeah we can't kill duke we can't kill duke because of all that nonsense from yeah from there. yeah but, they fired that dude who said hey yeah we should kill off prime Hopefully he he lost his job at Hasbro. I, I don't uh, think so. I think that was Flint Dilly. I think that was Flint. I don't think he got fired, but a lot he got a lot of hate mail though. I can't say that man. He got if you watch the uh, I don't know if you have the Blu-ray edition of Transformers the movie, uh, which no, I, I know you don't like it. So of course uh, I wouldn't spend two dollars for Transformers the movie on on any version VHS DVD. Uh, laser disc, anything. Yeah, well, you know, one must stand, one must fall. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got, I got him uh, on. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray, and uh, I think I can send you uh, through movies anywhere a link to watch the behind the scenes okay. episodes. But the behind the scenes episodes uh they do go into the making of transformers and they talk about how much hate mail they received and how you know looking on it in hindsight it was a bad idea uh so you know they should receive even more hate mail and if (laughs) i I see this dude flint dilly walking down the street i have no idea what he looks like but he and i will definitely have words in 2022 I still feel the hurt, man. You did that to Optimus Prime. <laughs> you I did still it. feel the hurt. You can't kill Prime in the 1980s. You can't kill Prime today, but especially during my childhood. No, no, you you couldn't. And it just, you know, I know Gerald's out there. He's he's out there, Gerald. I know you're out there, man. You listening? You Gerald, might. Not... I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> I definitely feel your pain. He he might not remember me, but he remembers those tears. He yeah. remembers the tears <laughs> of Optimus Prime, and yeah. it made a mark on my childhood. It's like, man, he messed him up, but you yeah. know that's how I go. But GI Joe, awesome, awesome show, awesome show. Uh, wa- watch it again on Tubi. You will not not be disappointed. Uh, you guys will be getting some more GI Joe stuff from us. As far oh as yeah, 
episodes and things like that this is the 40th anniversary so check out our youtube channel as well uh there were some uh some uh updates and drops from uh, hasbro Pl- uh, pulse so if you're a hasbro fan and you really follow after gi joe uh, check out our YouTube channel. We will be doing some things as far as for the 40th anniversary uh, with some uh, action figure reviews. And we will have the continued giveaways every month of an action figure, uh, whether it's Marvel Legends or a G.I. Joe figure or some other collectible. We do have those giveaways and we want you guys to uh, continue to help us grow as a podcast and help us grow as a youtube channel but yeah check that out but that's what we have that's just a small peek oh, on, yeah. on gi joe and we we got to give it up to big mike man good job to you thanks you just, man thanks a lot man impressive remembering all those names impressive. thanks a lot man and uh just like steve rogers i can i can do this all day when it comes to talking about <laughs> G.I. Joe. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to throw another one out there. Do you remember Stalker? Stalker. Oh, yeah. Stalker's name. Um, Stalker, Stalker is a brother. He was a um, he was an army ranger. Yep. I think his last name is Wilkinson. I, I forgot his first name. I think name. you're right. I think you I forgot his first name. Yeah. Stalker, oh. was, Stalker was, was, was one of my first action figures I got because uh, he, was, he was the part of the first class. And the first class, all of them wore green. They all looked like pretty generic army officers. But then once they start branching out, they gave them wildly different costumes. But I remember Stalker, Zap. You are absolutely right. Um, Lonzo, Lonzo R. Wilkinson. You are, sir, sir, you are impressive. (laughs) Thank you. You Thank you. I appreciate that. And and (laughs) you know what makes them? I have his file card still, right? I still have... I have I still have some G.I. Joe file cards. Right. And I don't remember all these names. I don't. Like I still got the action figure. We talked about this. And it's just you know, you've impressed me. You've impressed Thanks me. Thanks a lot, man. You, and, you, you really have. So, so. Know, this 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 conversation still hurts my it's, it's hurting my heart now that I remember how my impressive G.I. Joe collection and and I'm doing air quotes here, how it disappeared when I left to go to college. I'm I'm, I'm not sure what 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 happened to it. I'm I'm thinking there was some foul play involved with the, with the folks throwing some stuff out. But but yeah, it all disappeared when I went to college. But yeah, I was big uh, in the GI Joe, really uh, really big. Yeah, I you know what? I've been rebuilding my collection over the last couple of years. And man, if you go on eBay and look at prices for GI Joes, just the action figures are ridiculously high. Like, I probably got most of my collection for, like, half of what a lot of people are asking. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I repair some of them. Like, I got I got two stalkers right now, and I'm about to repair one of them uh, because they both have uh, broken arms. So, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm going to take them, repair them. A lot of times I replace the old rings and all that stuff. But, you okay. know, uh, I'm an old school fan. That's how it oh, is. definitely. But, definitely. But, uh, Prior to the Kung Fu grip, their thumbs used to pop off if, if, if you put the guns in their hands too many times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blew two or three thumbs back on, but it didn't ever work quite the I, right way. I, I think most of my collection, they all have their, they all have their thumbs. Okay. Uh, except for, like, General Hawk. I got to replace okay. one of his arms, but most of them have their thumbs. They're all together. 
the waist pieces are all together. I think I only got like one or two where the waists are broken. I think it's like the original oh, yeah. Cobra Commander who, you know, uh, with the hood, the hood on them. That that Cobra. Well, that's the second one, I think. I think yeah, that was hard to find. You had to have three proofs of purchases and yeah. five bucks and you mailed off and they send them to you because I had to do all of that to get my hood at Cobra Command. That's right. And I, yeah. I got refrigerator Perry still. Oh, man. So, I never had a Perry. Yeah. Okay. I get, Man, look, I got quite a few of them. I've been rebuilding over the years, right? Like That's awesome. A lot of mine got either stolen or lost over the years. So I ended up having to rebuild a lot of my collection. I just started off really small, man, trying to find them and you know get them from wherever i could but we're, we're gonna talk some more about gi joe we've participated oh, yeah. on gi joe for a long time here for a long uh, time let's get to what's on the shelf before we wrap up this episode okay all right all right so what, what, what you got on the shelf for this week okay on the shelf i have is bel-air and i'm hoping they will put episode four on for the for the family members of the podcast that don't know bel-air is the reimagining I saw that's actually on screen when you go to uh, Peacock. Say mm-hmm. this is a reimagine re- of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was skeptical. I called myself the gatekeeper for my generation. You can't you, you can't bring back the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air without the original cast without me taking offense. Mm-hmm. I was all up in arms. I was like, this is crazy. You shouldn't make this over. And the... And and I got curious though, so I saw the I I saw it was listed and I checked out the first episode. You can watch the first episode on Peacock for free. Okay, so I watched the first episode and five minutes in, I was hooked. Really? Yes, it's an awesome it's an awesome show. They take all the comedy out, all of the fluff, all of the silliness. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a little bit of not saying it's it's totally too serious, but. You know, in the original show, in the original pilot, we never see Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. We never see what happened to Will in Philadelphia and how and why he had to leave. You know, he just pretty much shows up in the cab and he rings the bell. And, you know, it's fairly laid back and sort of comical. And, and I mean, let's face it, it's, it's cheesy at times. It is. But, but Bel Air strips away the fluff. It's a very serious story. They've changed how we imagine some of the characters. Hillary is no longer ditzy and kind of brainless. Really? You okay. know, she's she's still pretty shallow. She's big into social media and all, but she has more of a purpose. The the Will and Carlton sort of rivalry of the old show has basically turned to, to, to they just hate each other, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a really different show. They've they've brought in. They have incredible writing. They the characters are pretty much as you remember them, but then they've given them a lot more substance. It just seems like they took what we what we what we recall from the late '80s and early '90s and just kind of ran with it. Wow, it's a much deeper show. I think everybody who liked the original show would like what they've done with it. How they've taken it so far. And if you are younger and you've never heard of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you don't know, you know about Will and Jeffrey and Ashley and the, and the originals. Mm-hmm. I think if you start from here, it's it will still be a great show for you. Okay, all right, awesome, awesome. I'm, I think I'm gonna check that out. I, uh, I I was like you, still am. I was a little skeptical until you yeah. just until you just Definitely. said that. I was, you know, because I'm I'm one of those kids. You know, after we got out of school, 
I'm going to watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh that, yeah, that was just it. And then they start talking about this new stuff. I'm like, man, I do not want to deal with this. I don't want to see it. But if if you're saying it's worthwhile and it's worth my time, then guess what? Uh, I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your uh, recommendation. I'm gonna go watch. It. I'm gonna go check it out. You said Peacock, right? Yeah, right. It's on Peacock and Will Smith. Um, he, he he he's played a part in it. He's an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Or something. He's he signed off on it. He's he's giving it his his blessing, definitely. Okay. All right. Awesome. Cool. It's an outstanding show. Check it out. And they've posted the first three episodes already. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Now, is this something where they come out like every Wednesday or Thursday or something like that? Or yeah. And I'm not sure if what day of the week it the, the new ones come out. I'm hoping it's Thursday because that that'll be the day and I can watch episode four. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, my what's on the shelf for this week is. Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I am just a big Horizon fan. The first game, uh, again, that's another one of these things with skepticism, right? Because with video games, especially new IPs, you don't know what you're going to get into. And I kind of yeah. bought this game just because it looked beautiful. I think I saw it in like GameStop or something like that. And I was like, man, that game looks kind of good. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, and I, I hate to just say it like this, but I was like, all right, I'll chunk $60 down on this, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll buy it. So I bought it uh, when it came out. I'm sorry. No, no, I didn't. I didn't buy it with 60. I think there was a sale and it was like for 40 or 45 or something. Oh yeah. And, and it had been out like maybe a month or maybe a month and a half. And I had some time and I was like, okay. So I bought it. And man, I could not have been happier. It's one of the games I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I, I platinum that game out, and for me to platinum out a game, it has to hold my interest because you know I'm married, I got kids, I got oh, yeah. a career, I got a job, we got the podcast, we got the YouTube channel, I got a lot of stuff going on. Most so definitely. if it's a game that brings me back over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, it's got to be something definitely worthwhile. And Horizon Zero Dawn was that game. Not only because the graphics were beautiful, but also because uh, the storyline is epic and amazing. When you Just when you think you have the storyline figured out, you're like, okay, this happened. No, this happened. No, this happened. No, this. And then when you finally figure out, or they finally reveal, rather, what actually happened, you say to yourself, my goodness, this is great this is how the matrix should have went (laughs) you say that because you say wow like what happened here oh my goodness and it and and it gives you like bread crumbs throughout the entirety of the game you get bread crumbs you just get small little things like okay and that's what made me platinum it because you want to get the type and the entire story you don't want just a little bit of story. You, you want the entire story. Right. So Horizon, the, the sequel, not to download content, because they got DLC for the game as well. But there's an actual sequel that uh, has, is coming out. It's Friday called Horizon Forbidden West. And it's going to pick up uh, right where the game set off. I mean, where the game ended off at and uh, starts building on that world and that story again. And I mean, you l- let me just put it like this. You can't go wrong with giant robot dinosaurs. Exactly. exactly. You can't. <laughs> you can't. That sounds awesome. I remember seeing a trailer for it when it was first coming out. And I thought, hey, this is a lady with a bow fighting giant mechanical dinosaurs for real. 
Mm-hmm. Is that going to be cool or not? So I, I, I never played it, but after after your great recommendation and all the things I've been seeing, I'm thinking about checking it out. So, so based on your opinion, would this be one that somebody would need to play the first one and then the second one and not jump in right at part two? Or what do you think? At the very least, uh, look on YouTube. Uh, there's a couple guys who have made some very good, good videos about uh, the story of Horizon Zero Dawn. Like they've tied it all up. Uh, at the very least, go look at those and check those out to see uh, what, you know, uh, at least what's happening. If you don't okay. want to spend that, you know, 20, 25, 30 hours playing the game at least check out those stories because if you don't you're going to go into a loss and you're going to say okay what is happening here so if right. you, you just simply type in youtube uh you know horizon zero dawn the story or horizon zero dawn yeah just type in there horizon zero Dawn the story and you're going to get quite a few people who have done some excellent youtube channels and, and you'll you, you know you'll you'll see what they've done one of the guys is um uh, random side quest he makes uh quite he's made a couple of uh youtube videos on horizon zero dawn uh and this it, there's a legend series and it's called legends of horizon zero dawn okay uh, and again the the uh poster's name is random side quest so the guy is pretty awesome i'll actually uh put it in the synapses that way no one has to to worry about you know looking for it themselves <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll put in the synopsis of the pod, podcast. That way, uh, you know, anybody who wants to uh, who wants to go and watch that or look at it, you can just easily uh, gain access to that and, and uh, go watch it. But it's, it's definitely worth doing. But don't go into this one blind. You want to, you really want to uh, uh, find out what's happening before you before you start playing the new game. Okay. Okay, that's what I was I was figuring because most most games are like that. You kind of want to, you know, follow the whole story because to jump in on part two, it's like, yeah, this is a brand new universe. I have no mm-hmm. idea what's going on. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, go check that out, and that'll be it. But that's that's about it for our podcast today. We want to say thank you all for joining us and and checking out what we're doing. Uh, if you like to maybe suggest a show topic for us, you can always email us. Uh, and get us on email just email us at spoilmilkweb at gmail.com let us know what you love about the podcast or what we can use improvement on or maybe some future subject matter or episodes you'd like to hear or or, uh, what you'd like to see on YouTube you can follow our YouTube channel again just uh, look up Spoiled Milk you'll see the same logo from the podcast Uh, you can search us on Twitter our Twitter name is our Tweetle our Twitter name is Web one uh, on Twitter with Spoiled Milk Web One, Facebook, Spoiled Milk Web, and WordPress. You can find us at Spoiled Milk Web as well to check out some of our older articles and new articles that are coming out. But uh, thank you all, as always, for listening and being a part of the Spoiled Milk family. Yeah, thanks a lot, Spoiled Milk family. Thanks for going on this journey with us. Please spread, spread the word about Spoiled Milk. Please continue to support. Thanks.